Hello there, episode four here, and Diane on the mic, <laughs> as ever. Um, yeah, uh, it's been a funny old week. Uh, I hope you're doing all right. Uh, I'm fine, basically, but I just had a really rubbish Saturday, uh, and not a brill Sunday either, until the afternoon. I didn't even leave the house all day Saturday. But then I made myself on Sunday afternoon, went for the garden centre visitor course, as we can do these days in uh, lockdown too. Yeah, I just had one of those really flat Saturdays and just uh, I didn't have the motivation really to do very much at all. Um, and just felt so unproductive and everything with Stitchgate, feeling that I'm not achieving anything like what I should be doing and all those self-knocking feelings that we get. Yeah, well, it's not very nice. Um, but do you know what? Sometimes I just have to realise that it's just my body's way of showing me that I need to rest. Do you know, I need to listen to it. We all have these days and we, we all need to listen to our bodies and what they're telling us. Fighting it's a waste of time. Um, we should just listen to it and do as it asks sometimes. I know it's not always possible, but if we can, we need to listen to it because it doesn't help us when we ignore it. It's basic stuff. So it still it makes me laugh sometimes why with it's so basic stuff and yet I'm now 55 and it still feels unnatural to give myself a, d a day's rest or a couple of hours rest or whatever. Crazy stuff. What I have found does help me out of days that I had last weekend. You know, it helped smooth my path out of those sort of days, other than, like I said, having a rest or getting out for a walk or visiting garden centres that we can do this month. Um, the thing that helps me is the online community that I've got. In the past, I've obviously been focused on my face-to-face -face contributions and that's what a stitchscape is an escape place to stitch to getting out of the house away from your computers away from your phones to actually be around people in a bright and colorful space and sewing together but of course this year that hasn't been possible so much since March and so my online community has been and where I turn to on my bad days are constantly looking through different people's posts and what they're up to. Um, especially on Instagram, I'm not so good on Facebook anymore. But uh, I do try and get on there and have a look, see what's going on. Because, of course, we can't meet real time. Um, I've also got, I'm thankful that this in this lockdown too, that we can actually get to work. And so I do have my studio mates that I can escape out of the house and go and meet up with them. Uh, and they, you know, give me a laugh or just listen to me when I'm down and just talk, listen through ideas that I've had. And we, yesterday we went off to get 
COVID tests together. Uh, thankfully, all of us were negative. So that's all very good. You know, so they help you through different things like that. Because I was so nervous about getting my test. But then so relieved when it, we were all fine. Um, yeah, I do like my own company. And sometimes when you're sewing, you do need your own company because you need to concentrate properly on what you're doing. And I, I'm not so good at doing that when there's a lot of other distractions going on. Um, but when I need to break out of my, you know, my own company, my creative community does just keeps me going. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that now, this year in particularly. Because we were told, well, we are being told that um, meeting up in groups is illegal. And that's just been the hardest thing for so many of us to deal with. It, it really has been so hard for people like me who um, need, like I said, need our creative communities or whatever community you're a part of. You need that human contact even if it's just to whinge about somebody or how annoying they are or you know even that is um it's just what we need almost um and especially me because i'm passionate about trying to give people a colorful creative community to feel a part of so that they can have their own community as well as me have mine and everybody just developing their creative passions um, and my community now actually includes this podcast, which I'm really finding a guiding light for me. It gives me a, a focus for the week. And yes, that's, it gives me a focus for the week. And it's a more accessible way for me to give back to my followers. I have, when the lockdown first started and over for a few months there, I did look into doing video tutorials because that was the way that, you know, sewing teachers and that were going ahead. And some people have done a fabulous job with it, but I looked into different things, like I bought the special light, I considered camera angles and sound, how to get the best sound going for the video, and angles on the sewing machine, angles on if I need to cut, how to teach people this way. And it's really difficult in my eyes because I don't have those tech technological skills. Well, I probably could develop them, but I don't really want to. So that's what I decided in the end. No, I can't do video. It will need to be something else. And I hadn't worked it out then what that something else was going to be, but now I have. And I've technological enough to use this app called Anchor on my phone to create these podcasts. And it just feels more natural for me. I can sit here and natter away and you can sit there and have a drink or do your sewing, whatever you're up to while you listen to this podcast and just feel connected to the outside world and somebody else around us. So, yeah, and uh, listen, wait to the end a little bit further on in the podcast and a little bit more about uh, my creative community and uh, somebody particular in that community. Right, on to challenges. But first of all, before this week's challenge, um, I'll go on to my response to last week's challenge where I mentioned about putting 
down words that mean something to you onto an item, even if it's just a tea towel. And my response to that was I've stitched on my um, digital embroidery machine, Bertie, I stitched Be the Happy on the blue jacket that I mentioned last week. Now, for me, Be the Happy means, just well, it's fairly obvious, be the happy person in the room. It doesn't mean the laughy, giggly, silly person. It just means the person who smiles. Maybe it's the person who carries the chat along easily, helping everybody to get included and provides the energy in the group. And often I find that I tend to do that. I try to keep things going and keep energy, but Sometimes you need another person to be the happy because perhaps the person who usually is needs time out and to let others take over for a while, let others shine and lead the way. Um, so that for me, what it means is be the happy whenever you, even when you go to like a supermarket and the poor person behind the till is just exhausted or tired and you think oh they're miserable well you think well yes this is hard work so if you just give them a smile and try and give them a little bit something positive that's all it can take it doesn't need to be a major gesture or a major three hours of giving your full energetic happy self to something it can just be even when you're walking past somebody just giving them a smile or perhaps saying hello that's what be the happy means to me um, yeah, so that's what I put on the back of my blue jacket and you can see my photo of that on my um, social media posts on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, so that was my response to last week's challenge. This week's challenge, I am linked... Because today's date is Thursday the 19th of November. That's the same date as Holly Tucker's campaign Shop Independent officially starts. So I'm making the challenge link to that campaign. It's one that goes on, so has been going on for the last few years and it's to help people see and promote the benefits of shopping small, shopping local. And you might say, well, everywhere's shut at the moment, but they won't always be. And there's other ways that you can support small businesses, like click and collect, ordering online from them, just liking their Instagram posts, reading their websites, looking at their blog posts. There's lots of different ways you can support small businesses um, and saving your pennies for when they can open, maybe. That's another thing you can do. Uh, and obviously this year it's even more vital than ever as so many small businesses unfortunately have had to shut permanently after having such long periods of not being allowed to do business face-to-face. -face. It's just totally wrecked so many businesses. And so that, this campaign Shop Independent this year is even more vital. Uh, it's against Black Friday and those awful 
big commercial encouragements to just buy anything because it's cheap um oh it just gets me that like, whatever happened to saving up to buy something it's anyway i won't <laughs> try not to go on too much about that um yeah remember i'm limiting myself to 20 minutes per podcast i better try and work with that uh yeah so what i thought the challenge could be was have a look at some of the free downloads you can get from holly.co slash campaign slash marketing stroke kit. It's holly.co campaign shop independent. I imagine you you could put that into your search engine of choice as well. And you'll see the, the, the downloads that she's got there that you could put up in your shop window or give to your local favourite shop if they're, you know, if they obviously sell food or their garden centre or put them on your social medias yourself or just get one of them and put them on a shopping bag or onto a pencil case. I've decided I'm going to use the one that says... Massive legends shop small and I'm going to put them on some shopping bags so that even when I go to the supermarket or when we're allowed to go out and about again, I'll have a tote bag that says massive legends shop small. It's just all part of getting it into the overall psyche of the country. Uh, perhaps another suggestion was made to put it on a banner. Again, if you have um, a shop or you know somebody who has a shop that would perhaps put this up in their window or in their shop somewhere to promote the whole campaign. Um, yeah, so it's Holly Tucker's Campaign Shop Independent. Go on to the website for the marketing kit and see what you come up with. See if you'll come up with some um, fun ideas. Maybe you want to make your own. Um, project to help um, with this campaign shop independent who knows roll with it then here we are at the segment which is all about the grants the arts council grant that i applied for called Develop Your Creative Practice. If you've listened to some of the past episodes, you'll know that my bid is linked to long arm quilting. And on social media, some people have guessed that it directly involves the brand new handy quilter machine, Moxie. The grant application, and when, when, positive thinking when um i get the grant it will initially let me buy the machine and the frame for it to sit on and to develop my own creative practice on it for me to learn how to do it for me to develop my skills on it and learn how it works and the different things you can do on it really have a good old play and soak myself up in doing it and enjoying it and as you will know, if you've listened to those other episodes, is Laurel will be part of that too. 
and her specific attention on it, her creative practice, will be related to quilting on there with westerly rulers because there are special westerly rulers that are for using on a long arm quilting machine. So that's what um, it will allow her to do. Because teachers and small creative retail businesses are often too busy providing their service to actually get the time to flex their own creative muscle. But the grant will let us do just that. It will let us explore our own creative interests and, and passions. And, you know, and actually get paid for doing that because so often you have to do it and it, you can't afford to do it a lot of the time because if you're not getting paid, well, then you can't afford it. But the grant allows you to have the money to um, practice and to develop those skills. And you'll have to tune in next week to find out what else we've got planned with the Molly Moxie. Oh, that's <laughs> that's going to be her name, Molly Moxie. Uh, as a suggestion of Sam on Instagram. Fab girl. Yeah, great idea, Sam. Hope you're listening to this. I haven't kept track on how much time I've used up so far, but I think I'm going to go over 20 minutes this week, but hopefully, but not by too long. I'll have to do some editing otherwise. Because um, what I really enjoyed about last week's was at the end, I talked about Laurel and how she'd been a part of the grant application. And I just thought, you know what, that's a really good idea. Since my creative community, like I talked at the beginning of this episode, is so important to me and why I do what I do. I think it's a good idea that every week on my podcast, I mention somebody who's in my creative world and, you know, highlight them, shine a light on them just for a little while. Because I do know I have so many. So I think I could go on for quite some time uh, doing these podcasts and mentioning one person a week. Shouldn't be a problem. And yeah, so this week is uh, Claire. And she's going to be cringing when she hears this because I know she's told me she she listens to it. She likes listening to podcasts. Uh, now, Claire has a very demanding day job as such already, but she does also run her own business called Threadhead Fabrics. And she does. She sells fabrics and very nice fabrics. She's uh, originally from Boston and lo loves her American football. But she is an adopted scouser now living over here. And um, Claire has supported me from day one almost with my Stitchscape endeavours. And she does things like she mentions any open days in her newsletter that I've had in the past. She's mentioned them. And she's also did some pop-ups at those um, open days for me, which were very successful and really added another element to the open days for people to enjoy. And she's just lovely to chat to. Um, we went to Stitches one year, which is like a trade show for everybody in the textile world. And we had great fun there. 
Uh, yeah, and she's a dog person too, so no wonder we get on so well. Um, yeah, so Claire definitely has been uh, a supporter of Stitchscape and we message each other regularly and keep try and keep in touch as much as we can, even now. Um, and uh, that's really powerful for me to have these people around in my world, even if it's just on the phone or online at the minute. I know she'll be there at the end of this as well. So please do go and visit threadheadfabrics.co.uk and if you want, give her a quick little message and say, um, well, give her a quick order would be even better. Um, she also got some great earrings with, you know, like sewing related earrings. But anyway, yeah, Claire, thanks heaps for always being there. did it it's even under 20 minutes so far um just to thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe on whichever service you like to listen to your podcasts on and if you do take part in any of the challenges from the episodes please do use the hashtag patchworkplay or one word so that I can find any posts that you share about your challenge results, because that's the whole idea of hashtags. It does help you find what exactly that you are looking for. And I will be looking for people who put patchwork play. And enjoy that playtime. And hope if you do have a flat weekend or a couple of days, that the podcast can perhaps give you a little bit of um, of a smile and that I can be your happy Take care.